Hello and welcome to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. Woot, <laughs> woot. Uh, and along with uh, us, we have newbie co-host Will. Yep. <laughs> and Caitlin. Howdy. And today we're joined by our special guest Matt A. Hey Yay! Matt. Yay! Howdy. I was gonna say howdy, but she stole it. Oh, you can still say howdy. Howdy. <laughs> howdy the second. <laughs> howdy. Also. Also. <laughs> also howdy. <laughs> Alright. So uh, I feel like we need a list of cowboy slang words yeah, like in front of us. Through them yeah. Yeah. Mm, I feel like I'm like I never know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like pull out things. things that are not even Western. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's funny. Alright, so Matt, how did you come across Briscoe? Oh, let's see. I was listening to Intro to X, and I think I heard you hype it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'll get on the ground floor on that one. All right. Cool. Because of all the uh, intro casts I listen to, I, I've seen all the shows before. This is uh, this one's new for me. Great. How many do you listen to? Uh, intro to X, uh, Potential Cast, Redemption Cast. So three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I used to listen to Carney Cast. Oh, yeah. I, I love that oh. show, so. Cool. Uh, but I, I discovered that, that podcast too late. Uh, what about Twin Peaks podcast? <laughs> Uh, that's, that's on the to-do list. Okay, okay. It better be. <laughs> uh We will hunt you down. Yeah. <laughs> I gave that show a shot about ten years ago, but, uh, I'm, I'm willing to try it again. Yeah. It's not for everybody, I guess. No. But what was it? One of our, one of our friends... She, we tried to get her to watch it, and then she admitted to me uh, later. She was like, "I couldn't watch it. People, they were the people in it weren't attractive enough." <laughs> uh, I think it was the music that turned me off. It was too um, overdone. Yeah, it's very <laughs> overbearing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, at first, but you, you get, get used, used to it. To it. Yeah. yeah, you even come to like it usually. But yeah. we'll see how that goes. Keep in touch if if that ends up happening. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so how are you liking Briscoe so far? Oh, so far, I, I do like it. I'm, I'm waiting for that one episode that really, you know, wows me. Mm-hmm. So I can tell my, all my friends, uh, you got to go see this show. you gotta got to watch the show. hasn't happened yet, no. but I'm enjoying it so far. Mm. All right. I feel, like, I feel like, personally, I feel like I have better memories of the show than... That's because I think it gets better as we yeah, go. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I really don't remember the early stuff as much. No. Actually, I don't even remember the later stuff that much either, like, specifically. I just I love remember. How we just, so what are we doing? I love how we decided to do a podcast on a show we barely remember. I just remember. We just have fond memories of it. That's I've, about it. Yeah, I've got, I've got good feels. That's all you need. Yeah, okay. exactly. Should we ask Will and Caitlin's feelings so far towards the show? Sure, we can do that. Yeah. What do you guys feel so far? What's the feels so far? <laughs> I'm feeling quite genial towards the show. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, a pleasant, a pleasant uh, happenstance every week. Alright. How about you? Is it a big hug? Yeah. Hug from Sheamus. <laughs> I like how other people on other podcasts are jealous of Sheamus that we have a Sheamus. I know. <laughs> An enthusiastic uh, person. Yes. Um, Sorry, yeah. what about you, Will? What do you feel about the show? I'm enjoying the show so far. I mean, um, I can see it's not for everybody. I can see kind of why it, you know, didn't last. But I'm really enjoying the show so far. Yeah. Mm. What's everybody's favorite episode so far? I think mine's Pirates. Yeah, Pirates um, is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I, I should have kept track of my ratings. Oh yeah, I didn't. Um, 
think Senior Spirit is my favorite so far. Oh yeah, that's good too. Yeah. Wh- which the one, last ha- one? Which one had the most bowler? Because it's it'll be that one. <laughs> 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 wasn't this one? No, it wasn't this one at all. Oh, I don't remember him missing episodes. But no, I he's know. Missed two so far. I, I know. Hope this doesn't happen again. Disappointing. <laughs> um, I don't think it happens too much more. Yeah. If it does at all. Um, Alright, so let's reveal the high and low point winners of the previous episode as voted by the Facebook group. Um, I always forget to vote. You always forget to vote? Yeah. You should vote on this one right now because it's tied. No, it's not. I tied it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you tied it. Damn it! Uh Caitlin (laughs) voted for her own choice. and Now, Caitlin's choice of low points, uh, Briscoe and Jason conversation at the very beginning. Uh, That is the winner. Um... Alright, yeah, that was a lame introduction, <laughs> I agree. And high point for Senior Spirit is, uh, well, everybody's choice of uh, <laughs> Bowler and the Rattlesnake. Yes! Everybody except for Harold Wallen. <laughs> oh, no. Who likes... He was just trying to, like, mix it up a little. Yeah, yeah I, appre- I appreciate it, Harold. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Still, though, the Rattlesnake, it was the clear winner. <laughs> All right, uh, so now we get into... Actually, I should open up the email and make sure there's nothing late from the last episode. I don't think there is, though. Nope, I got it in on time. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think we're all good. All right. Uh, My sinuses are killing me, and I just took a Benadryl, so I'll probably fall asleep like any (laughs) second now. (laughs) (laughs) Why? why? What's wrong with your sinuses? Are you sick? A little bit. A little bit. Just hear, gonna hear a butunk. <laughs> right <over there>. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right. We'll yell at you really loud. We'll try to up. keep you awake. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you'll do a better job than this episode is. <laughs> yes. Oh, were there some Z's written down? No Z's, but I did write distracted. I don't know what happened here or that kind of. Thing. <laughs> I don't even. Uh... As a listener, uh, Matt, what do you think of me recapping the episode? Should I continue doing that, or should we just talk about it? I think we should just talk. I, actually, I, I like your recaps. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I, like I, I feel like it gives a structure to the to the podcast. Okay. Just, I always struggle with Just, I guess, be sure, be sure to just like ask people questions in the middle, like, what do you feel that's about what, this That's where I struggle with. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just be sure to remember that. Yeah, though. I'm just yeah. worried that it's boring just to hear me say this happened and then this happened and then this happened <laughs> i gotta remember to add commentary and ask for commentary so as usual stop me if you have a thought uh i'm gonna go ahead here this one's a little hard to recap it's kind of involved the plot because it's a whodunit it is a whodunit <laughs> what'd you guys think of the the whodunit format this time around i really enjoyed it did you gotta say so yeah y- you like your agatha christie novels <laughs> i do indeed it was a fun episode okay <laughs> it made me think of like an episode of castle where they make you think everybody's guilty until you finally find out the right person <laughs> mm. i i did not expect a, a murder a trial <laughs> episode no. I didn't either. I forgot about this episode. Even after you heard the title of the episode? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't expect it would be like a whodunit format. I didn't mm. think 
you know, I didn't think it would be a mystery. Yeah. Well, so I, I thought I thought it was a play on words, like uh, for the defense, and it would be involving the uh, defense industry and Briscoe's, you know, something about the military military industrial complex and the coming thing. <laughs> Maybe the professor's in it, you know, with his rockets or something. Yeah, he yeah, creates yeah. a drone. He creates a drone. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> professor's the very first defense contractor. <laughs> yeah, a drone made out of wooden sails. <laughs> um. All right, so we open up and Briscoe arrives at some guy's place. And yet some another person barn. we're supposed to know who it is, it seems like. Yeah, I wrote down, who the fuck is this guy? It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you wrote last time, right? Yeah. I kept calling him Owen Wilson because he looked like Owen Wilson. <laughs> I thought he looked like Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks with the hair. Cross between the two. Yeah. <laughs> so it is revealed that it is his friend Matt. Um, I'm not used to hearing the name Matt on TV. No, it's because it's too plain a name. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time in real life. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Very common. It's very common in real life, but nobody on TV is named Matt usually. Yeah, yeah. I like when I hear the name Will on TV, like on Hannibal, there's that guy named Will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And when people say fire at Will on TV shows, I'm like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) You always duck. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! Uh, <laughs> what was the thing on Facebook recently though? The top te- the top fifteen crazy people, and Matt was number fifteen, I think. Really? Top what? 10 f- I didn't see this. The top fifteen crazy people, like that are what like their names are. Oh, yeah. Names uh, likely to be. Yeah, Matt was number fifteen. Who's crazy named Matt? Uh, you ah. and Matt A. You're <laughs> <laughs> on you're on this list. You guys are apparently crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a list that correlates first names and in, behavior and craziness. Yeah, crazy behavior. Yes, <laughs> you'll have to post it. On that the makes so much sense. Right? Yeah, mm. I'll, I'll share it. Yes, I would think Charles would be the number one. Mm. Charlie Manson. Oh, maybe. Like, I don't else? remember what the number one. Was. Else? Uh, Charlie. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, <clears throat> Willie, Will, I guess Will. Will should be a lot of, a lot of Johns. <laughs> John <that's good. laughs> It has to do with, you know, how common your name is as well. Yes, I think so. I think so. Um, So, yes, back to the episode. Briscoe, that's all right. (laughs) Briscoe comes in and uh, meets up with his friend Matt, who calls him Brisk. Brisk, I hate that. Yeah, that is the worst nickname. Why? It's just so natural. You know, you just have to cut off a syllable off the name. Uh, It doesn't feel... It feels forced. B? B C. (laughs) <laughs> what, do you want to, what do you want them to call him? Briscoe. I don't know. Junior. Call him but, Junior. But I mean... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Make it really lame. Yeah. Well, that's what people called me. Some of my uncles called me that. I hated Aww. that. You're a junior? It's... Yeah, I'm a junior. It Aww. must be kind of... Uh... I'd like to be a the third. The third? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be a second. Yeah. Could, Would you like you are, you are in there? Well, yeah. I just have to, yeah, she's just the second. Yeah, so when, next time somebody calls you Junior, say, please, it's the second. <laughs> <laughs> junior the second? <laughs> no! <laughs> um, but didn't, uh, didn't Briscoe, like, admonish Socrates for trying to call him Brisk in an earlier episode? When he told Socrates I to lighten so. up? I think He's like, so. I'm trying to give people affectionate nicknames, Brisk. Yes. Yeah. But you have to say no to Socrates, really. Yeah. Give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he just goes too far. Mm-hmm. He tries too hard. Yeah. 
Um, so Matt left Boston for the Wild West, and he's an old Harvard classmate of Briscoe's. Um, he explains he's in trouble, and then the bullets start flying. <laughs> trouble for mysterious reasons, too. Mm. Well, yeah, it's, it's a cold open. you got to do that. Yeah. We learned that Briscoe rode crew. What does that mean? Uh, it's, it's boats. It's, it's robot, uh, robot, well, all the Harvard guys are in, in the boat, and they're going, stroke, stroke, oh. stroke. The rowing team. Yeah, the rowing team. Yeah. And then he sunk the boat or something, didn't he? <laughs> or was that Matt? I'm getting confused by the Matt. So. <laughs> like, I did what? <laughs> yeah, he was on the rowing team. Yeah, Matt sunk the boat. Uh, um, what a jerk. Will, Will is beginning to fade out. Are you still there? Hello. 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 <laughs> You're fading out of it. Yeah, you guys are breaking up like crazy. Should we restart the call? Well, we'll just hang up on Will and then invite him back. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are you back? Yes, please just hang up. <laughs> you sound better now. Okay, I'll bet. Okay. <laughs> Do we sound better? Oh, no, he's gone again. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Damn you. Maybe the Benadryl let him. The Benadryl got him already. Okay. The Benadryl is affecting Skype. You're, you're you're softer. You sound okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is the Benadryl affecting your hearing? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Hold your hand in front of your face. How many fingers do you have? <laughs> Four. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> we'll start seeing green lines of code come down. <laughs> I'm in the matrix. Glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Mm. Alright. Um, I put down that his name was Dr. Carter, and I said the only Dr. Carter I care about is Samantha Carter. Who's that? Ooh. Oh, y'all don't watch Stargate? Stargate! Oh. Yeah. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> really? Because I, I heard Dr. Carter, I thought ER. I don't know that one either. Oh, John Carter. Of Mars? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> step by step we'll get we'll see where this takes us it's like clicking on a wikipedia page and then trying to get to like a completely different topic <laughs> <laughs> um all right so uh, they come and arrest uh dr carter uh for murder apparently and uh matt at last, last second appoints briscoe his lawyer it's kind of strange that they were trying to arrest him yet they tried to kill him before yeah. they just... <laughs> <laughs> shoot first ask questions later oh bullets never hit anybody in this series that's true <laughs> they hit latches ropes but not people no <laughs> um so the trial is being held in a bar twin Peaks style cafe yeah. twin peak style a deadwood style as well yeah is that what your avatar is from yeah oh, okay <laughs> i've never seen the show i just oh podcast potential yeah you should start one yeah i think i suggested a deadwood podcast in the podcast group once but mm. is it on netflix probably no. not no um so briscoe arrives at the trial and the judge is a uh, silent gat um melanie's waving also excitedly as, also known as like dougie from twin peaks <laughs> <laughs> well he's a prominent voice actor um he did Megabyte in uh, Reboot. Uh, For all you Canadian people out there. <laughs> he voiced Magneto on a bunch of stuff. Um, I feel like I've seen his face before. He did Dr. Lipschitz on Rugrats. <laughs> uh, Dr. Lipschitz. I remember that. He's done a lot of stuff. And close his eye. <laughs> <page>. <laughs> a lot of cartoons. A lot of cartoons. <clears throat> 
Um, Matthew Carter's actor. Um, he's not done much. Uh, he had a recurring role on Malibu CA, which I've never heard of. That is it. Everything else he had a bit part on. <laughs> yep. Close that IMDb. <laughs> Say goodbye to that career. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I think the last thing you... Backing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I found it strange that they were building the gallows before the trial even took place. <laughs> Jumping the gun. If it was... Yeah, they really assumed that he was guilty. Mm-hmm. They just want blood. I thought it was funny, too, how they kept changing the names of all the businesses in town. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. It sounded like they... Like, it seems like Potter Crow might have had like a lot of uh, businesses that he helped start up or something and then the people that were mad at him wanted to change the business names afterward after he died mm-hmm. that's what i thought anyways maybe but then they changed the name of the town too yeah exactly because wasn't it named after him Pearlville. yeah, yeah. yeah. pleasantville yeah. yeah yeah exactly so oh. they were all pissed at him um the sheriff uh do you guys recognize him from anything I want to say so, but I don't. I can't think of what. I mostly recognize him as uh, RoboCop's boss from the three RoboCop movies. <laughs> uh, he reminded me of Jeffrey Wright from uh, Boardwalk Empire. Another show I have not seen. <sighs> oh yes, I know. <laughs> you can get HBO. You're trying to place him, but it kind of looks like yeah. Oh, he's in the Freshman's Bel Air. What? It's a recurring character. Oh, who do you play? I don't remember. Lester. I don't know idea who this is. I watched that show a lot, but I don't recall Lester. Oh, Lester, no. Hmm. Like three episodes. Um, so the Dwayne of the prosecution makes his opening uh, statement uh, that he believes Mr. or Matt Carter killed uh, Potter Crow. Um, Butel, uh, some guy named Butel gets rowdy in the back and wants to hang him immediately. Um, Briscoe's got no opening statement, though, and he, uh, and he wants to see the evidence and a list of witnesses, so he gets, uh, he gets the trial, um, what would you call that? Postponed? I guess. Mm-hmm, yeah. Recess. Recess, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny how he gets all flustered doing this. Mm. Maybe we see why he left law. I don't know. But usually, Briscoe's the confident one. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't done it in so long, he's just lost his confidence. Yeah, and he also, I don't think he liked it that much when he did do it, but... If he even practiced criminal law. Hmm, yeah, yeah there's, many, been something there's else. many kinds of law, that's yeah. true. Um, so, Briscoe says he's going to get a better lawyer. Uh, and then he tries to get a word for, with his client, but he gets pounded for his, uh, his trouble by the sheriff. I don't know how this how you got away with this. <laughs> what the sheriff? The sheriff. Yeah. Just beating him. Just beating him in public. I guess as long as you keep smiling, everything's okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's disconcerting. Like his big grin on his face was just At like. At one point, it looked like when he was smiling and talking, he almost looked like he was a ventriloquist <laughs> because his were barely moving. Yeah. <laughs> it was really creepy. Yeah. Ah, the sheriff punching me, and he's also throwing his voice. (laughs) (laughs) He also, like, his voice, at some points, it kind of reminded me, just the the graveliness of it reminded me of Scatman Crothers. (laughs) It just sounded like like a jazz man at some points. Mm. (laughs) Maybe maybe he's a heavy smoker. Yeah, maybe. Um, where are we at now? So, uh, yeah, after Briscoe gets knocked down, he just gets more determined, and he just goes in there and follows them to the jail, 
and beats the crap out of everyone. <laughs> it's another fight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like <laughs> I like how he earns five minutes with his client just because the sheriff doesn't want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, any notes here at all? No, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Your notes? <laughs> Your notes? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I guess I was confused at this point who the victim was. I didn't get it, yeah. get it at this point that it was Potter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't know why he was, you know, the doctor was on trial and who was dead. And, mm. Yeah, it was a bit confusing to start with, I guess. Yeah. I think I thought that Potter and Crow were like two different people. <laughs> well, it yeah. is a strange name. At one point I did lose track and I thought the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Potter? Who's Potter? <laughs> I've been writing Crow this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, Potter does sound like a, a last name as well. Yeah, but we do hear Matt's story here, mm-hmm. or part of it at least, and how the, uh, the I called him the murdered fella. <laughs> 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 yeah, he was funding research mm. for Matt. Matt likes his lab. It's filled with coming things. <laughs> mm. Which, oh yeah. Mm. It's kind of interesting, because that's what Briscoe refers to a lot and kind of makes his character, you know? He's always like, oh, this is the coming thing. You can see why they were friends, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but Matt's got no alibi, because he was walking alone, apparently, at the time. <laughs> um, but he reveals that Potter was going to be dead in a month anyways. <laughs> and, uh, so did they say what he was dying of? They never they did. did but, they uh, did, yeah. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I didn't either. Something... Something in his brain. Very doctory sounding. Yeah. Moira would tell us. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's possible, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so Briscoe goes to get uh, Crow's medical records because he thinks that could it's gonna break into work the in lab. his defense. <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, can't use stuff that you stole. <laughs> yeah, you need like a, a warrant. Yeah. And there's some Twin Peaks owls in the back. Are there? Yeah, there was an owl. <laughs> and there was a random puppy <laughs> trying random to get out of it. I break in. <laughs> <laughs> Crappiest guard dog. He was adorable. <laughs> uh, Briscoe starts playing with toys. <laughs> Ooh, microscopes. Briscoe would be like probably like in heaven if he was like at a little shop of science or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, then he sees the shadow of a gun. And he tackles the person and it's someone really soft. Okay, so right here, I was like, the shadow puppet thing. Like mm-hmm. when she did the gut, pointed the gun and you could see the shadow puppet. I, I know this is going to be like an Intradex reference, but I thought about the fanfic that was written with the shadow puppet. <laughs> I just expected her to put her feet in his armpits. <laughs> uh, you, remember, you remember that fanfiction too well. Yes. <laughs> it's been seared into my brain. It was very disturbing. <laughs> disturbing images. Um, is there any Briscoe fanfiction we can find oh, and read? You should find it. <laughs> Oh. I'm sure there's gotta be uh, probably some Briscoe bowler slash. Where's Paul Mackey when we need him? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a, when we were doing Twin Peaks podcast, wasn't there? Um, there uh, was a... Agent Cooper sl- uh, Pocahontas. Yes. <laughs> Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> Fan fiction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought I don't think we ever read it on no. air though. I think we just reacted to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um. So the person he tackled is uh, what was she a nurse or just an assistant or nurse? Yeah. yeah, she worked with Matthew. 
Um, they check out the files after some flirting, and uh, it has been stolen. Um, I think Briscoe gave her the shifty eyes from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I did too. Yeah. You, seemed... you gave her the shifty eyes from from your couch. <laughs> I did. Well, I, I think I suspected her at this point. Was it? Well, she because she talk, just talked so highly of Matt and like mm. this this girl. I think she is a bit too much of a thing for him. Mm. Mm. She tackled or Briscoe tackled her, and then you you're just like, hmm. At your TV. <laughs> you know what? Anyone that like Briscoe is tackling or straddling is my suspect. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to use their wiles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, terms. Yeah. Um, Socrates arrives in Pleasantville, former <laughs> Broville. Uh, I was actually delighted to see him. Were you? Oh, Socrates is here. Why is he here? And I'm like, oh, he's a lawyer too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, he was uh, severely underused in this episode. Why was he even there? Besides to annoy Briscoe. <laughs> He contributed nothing. He annoys him so delightfully, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, he brought some books that um, Briscoe read. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He, he seemed completely incompetent in this episode. I don't know. Has he ever done anything useful that we've seen so far? He helps Briscoe out in the back end of things. Yeah. Sometimes he's brave, but I don't think he ever gets anything done yet. Well, he's done. He just does the the behind the scenes work. Yeah. yeah he gets the money. In. He was uh, essential in Riverboat. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, in on the con. Right. Matt, I Good think you're, you're getting usurped by uh, another Matt. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to host my... All right. Yeah, so take over. <laughs> now I know how rough... Okay, so a lynch mob comes down the street carrying <laughs> torches. Now I know how Robin feels. Your <laughs> um, own medicine. Yeah. Um, so, yes, like you said, a lynch mob comes down. <laughs> uh... I like how Socrates thinks it's a welcoming party. <laughs> Why? He thinks people would be there to welcome him. He's so trusting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with, with pitchforks and yeah. torches. Mm-hmm. Um, the sheriff. What was that? No, the pitchforks are for roasting the marshmallows. Yes. That's right. You can roast like five of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the sheriff lets the mob into the jail. <laughs> that, that is some crappy sheriff right there. He is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Briscoe tries to stop them. But, By uh, shooting everybody. Well, not really. <laughs> he wants really. to shoot everybody, though. But he wasn't really going to, which is... He was bluffing. Yeah, Socrates yeah. calls his bluff for him. Yeah. Oops. Like, right in front of everybody, though. Yeah. Yeah. Cats! Um, I always want in! <laughs> stupid Briscoe. <laughs> or cat Briscoe. Um, so, yes, everyone wants justice, apparently, but... They really just want blood. And um, they string him up, and uh, but a gunshot saves him. And it is revealed to be uh, Mrs. Crow, Cassie Crow. Now Bowler's coming in. <laughs> ah, we're trying to keep the heat in, you stupid Matt, cats. It makes it sound so lame. <laughs> we are lame. We named our cats Briscoe and Bowler. And I'm like, no, Bowler's not in this episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> so confused for a second. So, what, your your cats. You named your cats after you saw the show. But how how much 
longer after you I think, saw the show. I think we were done the show. Yeah. Weren't we? No, we were watching the show when we named Briscoe, but no. we got Bowler way later. Yeah, we got Bowler like two years But three we had to later. name him Bowler because we always said just that fits. we would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need to have a pair. And if we ever get a third, which we probably won't, it'll be Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we gotta get an orange cat. <laughs> Aww. Um... Where was I? The wife comes in and shoots the noose, and she's pretty right. badass. Right. Um, totally. I don't know. Yeah, did you guys think she was badass? Yeah? No. Apparently not. <laughs> no, she's uh, not. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, ooh, I like this Cassie. Yeah, mm. she's really badass. Oh, yes. I, want, I want more badass ladies shooting guns. Mm. I was going to say, don't have enough of that. Matt, was it you early on who was uh, concerned about the amount of women in the show? Yeah, actually, I even wrote a note at the beginning of this episode. Mm. Uh Oh, great, another one without any women. Mm. So, But it was about, you know, 20 minutes, and then uh, the nurse showed up. Yeah, and now now Cassie. Now Cassie, so. So, badass ladies. Mm. Yes. But, what, but I wish I wish she had done more, though. Yeah. I wish she had been, like, you know, swooping in and, I don't know. Yeah, well, she got to punch somebody. She got to punch somebody. <laughs> that's true. Cool. She got to shoot a noose and punch somebody. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty badass, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Mm. She got rid of her stupid husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty badass. Yeah. Well, I guess she didn't get rid of him. No, but... She was rid of him. Yeah. Uh, I, I know we're skipping ahead, but uh, or, I'm, or I'm about to. But it would be funny at the very end if uh, the doctor and the wife looked at each other and were like, <laughs> we got away with it. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cassie didn't like her husband. Uh, she assumes that Briscoe is going to suspect her at some point. Uh, and then we cut to the hotel room, and Socrates is crinkling paper loudly, gargling loudly, uh, needing help pressing his pants under the mattress, blowing his nose and throwing it everywhere. And wearing his sock garters to bed. <laughs> Just being annoying in general. Well, I've done all that in the past five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're not wearing pants right now? I'm not. With sock garters, you're my hero. <laughs> uh, uh, just end the call before you start snoring. <laughs> okay. As soon as the bitter drill kicks in. Yeah. Um, I feel like we get a lot of scenes of Briscoe and Socrates in hotel rooms. Yeah. We do. Together. Had this all. Yeah. They just wanted there's to no show... relationship. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to show how more annoying he is. Like, mm. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're building to a relationship, Caitlin. Yeah. You think it's gonna be a bromance? Maybe. <laughs> it's gonna be like an old married couple kind of thing. <laughs> they just Probably. complain about each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next day, uh, there's a cattle drive through the center of the town, and there's just you could die if you stay in the street. Can they just do that? <laughs> What, gonna, yeah. I think they, they still s- do that in really? certain places. Really? What? In the middle of the street? I gave you guys yeah. warning. It wasn't long ever... ago. I read an article about the cattle drive going through a town in Colorado, I think it was. Yeah. Wow. So, What'd you say, Caitlin? It's like, did you ever see the movie Australia? No. No. Oh, never mind. I did. <laughs> no, explain it, though. I did, okay, Caitlin. So, okay. <laughs> um, well, there's a bunch of cattle that are coming from like the middle of nowhere in Australia, and they have to load them onto a boat. And so they drive them right through the port town, and the cattle are, like, going through the streets. Oh, cool. Hmm. 
Every once in a while, I have to stop to let ducks cross the street, but that's about <laughs> all we get up here. <laughs> do, you, do you actually have, like, duck crossing signs? Oh, man. No, but everyone they're just... There's a duck crossing up. sign near my house. <laughs> really? Yes. Cutest wow. sign ever. I'm just, pi- I'm just picturing Will laying on the ground, like, writhing as he's being trampled by ducks. <laughs> 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 and there's actually an urban legend about uh, cattle tunnels underneath New York City. Wow. But they built tunnels for the cattle so they couldn't go through the streets. That's cool. Hmm. But uh, everyone looks for uh, blueprints and so forth to find the tunnels. But they, they're not convinced that they actually exist. So it's just kind of an urban legend. That's neat. Yeah. Google, Google cow tunnels New York. Okay, will, <laughs> get, the, get on that. All we right. will. That's cool. I just did a Google search. There is Briscoe County fanfic. Uh, oh, there's streets. one called Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> Who does this involve? What is not pedophilia, is it? I donh no. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Don't go there, please. Looks really. Who's the child in this situation? A distraught man believes Peter Hutter is the man who killed his son a few years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, the fanfic's about Pete. Uh... Yeah. And he calls him Peter. Peter Hutter. It's it Someone sounds like a really clean, peanut butter. <laughs> it sounds like a really clean fanfic though. It sounds like just like a, a like a, a good like you know like a story. I'm sure it's a good old romp. Yeah, let's <laughs> say it like that. There's like, you should do there's... a sp- like a, a podcast installment where you read fanfic. Yeah, hey, we might. Special we one-off. should do this. We might. I'm 100 behind this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Brad or you know some other people will listen, but. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't have find any, have a contest. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should. You know what the Peter the Peter fanfic sounds like though? Sometimes they write fanfic with the characters, but like in a different reality. So they're like not they're themselves but not in the world mm. of like the TV show or something. Caitlin, have like. you been reading a lot of fanfic lately? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when you're bored, it's the funniest thing in the world, okay? <laughs> it is true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, agreed. <laughs> uh, so the cattle drives through, and Briscoe has to sha- uh, shave. <laughs> yes, <laughs> save. <laughs> no, I, I said shave. Okay. <laughs> he has to save Charlotte. Thing <laughs> <laughs> he has to shave Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Briscoe always needs to shave. He's got quite the bristle on his face. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuff. <clears throat> the good cowboys do. Hmm. Uh, he notices one of her packages. Um, and she- <laughs> hey. Are you sure that she noticed Will is still in fanfic mode. <laughs> I know first we're shaping Charlotte, and now we're talking about packages. <laughs> her packages. Uh, she hits on him blatantly, and uh, Briscoe inquires. I feel like you are reading a fanfic now. <laughs> <laughs> Briscoe inquires what she thinks about Matt. Um, back at the trial, uh, well, she she says that he's taken. Uh, back at the trial, the prosecution is leading the witness. Oh, back earlier, uh, they were talking about Puttenhead Wilson and Briscoe almost got spoiled on it, so mm-hmm. it's like the first spoiler alert. Oh, was that what, was that the, what they were talking about with the yeah. five, the five fingers are different stuff? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, I did not mm. catch that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what's that book he's reading about fingers? <laughs> should, I should have put it together after. <laughs> but I've never heard of that specific title, Puddinghead and Wilson. I've never heard of the book, no. Yeah. I think I read it in high school, but I don't Did really you? remember it. Yeah. 
Um, if you go to the Wikipedia page for it, it mentions this episode. Cool. Oh, really? And uh, and they say that the book was written after after this is supposedly set. Oh. Like a year later, it was Damn. published. You've been, you've been one up. But it was it was it inspired this episode. That's what it said. Uh, what'd you say, Mel? Matt A's got all the facts. Uh, I know. Uh, I got notes. I got pages and pages of notes. <laughs> Most of them are gibberish, but <laughs> Matt, if you Matt H, if you took like five pages of notes, Matt A took like a hundred. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> ah, gotta fight to keep my seat. That's right. Um, we should have a vote at the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna get voted off the island. Who? Who did that? Sorry, that wasn't me. <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you suggested I use that. Last <laughs> if somebody did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should throw that in every now and then <laughs> when it's appropriate. I didn't have Benadryl, but I might fall asleep too just because of the wine. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Uh, so uh, yeah, the lit the witnesses led into saying things that probably didn't happen, uh, and then the the next guy is a store owner who. Uh, Matt bought a Derringer pistol from little girly gun. <laughs> um, I like how Briscoe thinks he's got this nailed, and then he just goes up and makes things worse. <laughs> Maybe he actually should have let Socrates go ahead with this one. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that Socrates is actually probably a pretty good lawyer. He never got the chance at all yeah. to say anything. So I guess I we'll agree. never know. I would agree with you, though. I think he is a good lawyer, but maybe not at criminal law. No, we don't know. I don't know. Um, I I, I like the store owner. <laughs> he was funny. The gun store, you mean? The gun store or whatever. Yeah. Girl store. Yeah. So either you were lying to me or yesterday, yeah. or you were lying in court today. Oh, obviously yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was my quote. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say it exactly. She paraphrased it. All right. <laughs> Besides, she, she didn't do an impression. You have to do an impression as well. Um, <clears throat> um, back in jail, uh, Matt reveals that he bought the gun for Cassie because they're in love. Mm. Um, that's the that's the one gift I would want from my true love: a gun. <laughs> a gun, so you, <laughs> so you kill your spouse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> nobody better be sending Mel a gun. <laughs> Mel, message me your address. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe I should do it because for Will, I'd have to go across the border. But oh I yeah, customs—that's pretty expensive. Yeah. 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 One's trying to off me. <laughs> <laughs> You're such uh, a terrible host. <laughs> <laughs> It's our plan to get a new host. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a timely mention of bombshells and cue the dynamite. The dynamite with the longest uh, fuse ever. Yeah, I know. Why wouldn't you wait a while or chop that thing shorter before you're doing it? I just want to give you guys time to contemplate how you're going to blow up. <laughs> um, so using Comet, they break down the wall. Okay, so what do you guys think of this? Like, the method that he used? You, th you mean if it would be possible? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's not the best method. I don't think it would work. I mean, it'd be it'd be the force of the saddle and Comet's ribcage versus... I think it would kill Comet. Yeah. <laughs> it would crush his ribs. Or, or the, the saddle would just pop off before that, you know, the window would... 
I feel like Briscoe was like counting on some really shoddy brick construction. Yeah, I guess he, he here. inspected the masonry earlier. I yeah, guess. maybe. <laughs> I thought I thought for sure, like at first, that he would use his belt and try to get like the the dynamite closer mm. so he could like throw it out the window or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How many times has dynamite been used as a in this in this series so far? <laughs> Three or four, I think. Yeah. Dynamite was everywhere in the old west. You couldn't go anywhere without tripping over it. <laughs> The streets were littered with dynamite. Um, so after that, oh, I had a note way back. I forgot to mention uh, after the lynch mob thing, and Briscoe just hands Matt back over to the sheriff, and he's like, "You're gonna take care of him." <laughs> Why would you trust this guy? With, yeah, with, with Matt, he's like, not very trustworthy. He just had him strung up. Anyways, now the sheriff is putting him in a barn. Um. <laughs> I like how Briscoe gives the sheriff lip over this arbitrary five-minute rule. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what that... He's like, why five minutes? Why not ten? Why not seven? Why not three? Yeah. Why not ho- however long I need? Yeah. And then uh, Cassie arrives. The sheriff makes, like, eyes at her. Does he? Yes, he like he's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, smiling and looking her up and down. Weird. <laughs> he's always smiling. Uh, I thought he was just referring to the fact that he knew the real reason why she was there. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe he was, that's why he was smiling all weird at her. So, I don't know, here's where the plot starts getting confusing. With Potter wanted the sheriff's ranch, something about Butel's cattle and some sickness. And... I have no idea what, have, what they were talking about. So the about. surprise, <laughs> the sheriff isn't just a sheriff. He has a ranch in his property, which is common in those days because the sheriff is just a man who will step forward. And, yeah. You know. but and Butel is his like ranch manager. Is that it? He works yeah. for the sheriff? Yeah, exactly. Butel, Butel doesn't own the cattle? The, the sheriff no. owns the cattle? No, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Butel just helps him run the ranch. All right. That makes more sense now. Yeah. I thought they had this weird relationship where Butel keeps his cattle on the sheriff's land or something. No. So, how did this... So, Potter made the cow sick? Yeah. And then, I guess, he made Matt work on a vaccine in case he needed to cure them if the sheriff actually sold him his farm, I guess. Uh, okay. Maybe? Is that what you guys think happened? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I watched the scene three sure, times. Yeah. I'm, still, I'm still not following. Yeah, it. who cares? Um, <laughs> when, he, when he had him working on the vaccine, though, like he hadn't infected the cattle yet. Oh, he hadn't? No. Oh, well. Hmm. That's still what it was for, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, Risco and Socrates are at the ranch. Uh, and they see the sick herd. Um... Yeah, Potter Crow had threatened to kill the cattle if the ranch wasn't sold to him. Uh, he's trying to get revenge from beyond the grave, says the sheriff. Um, any notes there? No, I just wrote something, something, sick cow, something, something, sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, was somebody going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, at this point I was suspecting that the that Potter Crow wasn't even dead. Oh, yeah. I thought that would have been the twist. Yeah, you know, I actually was thinking that, too. Maybe he's still alive. Mm. Oh, that would have been a, an interesting twist. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 Impeccable time. Yes. Um, <laughs> Love it. Uh, was it just me or when Briscoe like, was leaving and he tipped his hat and said, gentlemen, was he doing it to the cows and not the people? <laughs> 
looked Maybe. like Maybe looked, so. looked at the cow, tipped his hat and went, gentlemen? <laughs> like, Aww. The cows. Aww. I don't know. He likes cows. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> um, so back at the hearing, the prosecution has called a surprise witness. Um, some guy named Titus. Uh, judge tells him to park it. I'm sure that phrase is a coming thing. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think they said that. No. Um, He's from the future. <laughs> well, speaking of which, what did you think of Socrates' mattress? Did you notice his mattress? No. Because the, the bed sheet was coming off of it, so you could see the actual mattress. And I'm like, this this ain't no mattress from the time. Oh. It was like a Simmons beauty rest mattress. <laughs> pretty, pretty close. <laughs> it's a sleep number mattress. Yeah. He's <laughs> got the little remote control. And- what do you think Socrates' <laughs> number would be? Oh, huh? uh, nice. <laughs> So what what would a mattress be back then? Just stuffed with feathers or straw? Straw. Yeah. I think it was just the finishing that it looked like, just the stitching and stuff. How it was. It just didn't look like a mattress in time. I was gonna Google what they are, but I didn't. Mm. Um. What? Either they were trying to do like do the coming thing, or they just got lazy and mm. they just used like whatever mattress was available. Yeah. <laughs> Must be hard when you're producing a show like that to find like, like props that would fit yeah, in the like 1800s. set design kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I um, imagine. So uh, apparently, Crow had wired a law office about uh, changing his will. It's, it's heavily implied that uh, was seeing his wife. <gasps> changing his what? What? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> changing his. <laughs> Sorry. I heard my name. Was taking hold. <laughs> Um, he was changing you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I didn't. Will. What? The will. Oh, I get it. I get it, guys. <laughs> Again, get it. another reason why we should switch you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a little bit slow. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll send you all my address after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get a I will publish my address. <laughs> I'm going to get a Derringer in the mail. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Briscoe remembers something um, about this. The law office triggers something, and he, uh, all of a sudden he knows who the murderer is. Um, and he runs out. And after a recess, he comes back, and before he luckily saves Socrates before he has to actually say or do anything. <laughs> he just thanks the judge for being patient. That's about it. That's his one contribution. <laughs> What did they say they were doing in the meantime, though? I think they just had a recess again. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, stall him! It would have been funny if they would have had, like, a show or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, entertainment? Yeah, Socrates is just like, look what I can do! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, I want to see Socrates do a song and dance number. I think he'd be great. Hello, my baby! Hello, my... <laughs> Hello, my claim. Yeah, yeah! Yes! <laughs> Wearing, wearing Dixie's outfit. No, <laughs> or like a matching outfit, like a like a top cane, top hat and cane or whatever. Yeah. Better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Afterwards, uh, Briscoe comes back and he calls Matt to the stand, and again the judge tells him to plant it this time. Um. Lol. Uh, I got such a my cousin Vinny vibe from this scene. Why is that? Uh, just the the idea of a lawyer who 
he hasn't practiced law or he's kind of a novice. He's defending like an old friend mm. in front of this town that kind of thinks he's guilty and the old crusty judge. And then he puts a kind of a star witness on the stand mm. and just kind of pulls something out of his ass. And everyone's like, ooh. ooh look at that. You guys saw that, right? You saw my cousin video. No, I didn't. Really? No. I haven't seen anything you've seen. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and we are not on the same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> not that I wouldn't. I just haven't. Um, yeah, I, I am interested in watching Deadwood at least. And Boardwalk Empire. You're losing fast, Matt. Yep. Well, <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's going to be a third poll. Should, <laughs> should, should Matt be off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Should we get rid of Matt H and replace him with Matt A? Yeah. <laughs> okay, though, guys, if you guys all want to send me a gun, three guns are better than one. <laughs> Just saying. I have a question, though. How proficient are you? <laughs> Not very, but I can learn. <laughs> My aim is to... That's why you need three all filled with bullets so you have a chance with every bullet. <laughs> so they can spray whichever direction, so maybe I'll have a better chance of hitting them. <laughs> I'm, I'm nimble. <laughs> Good thing. Will, did you have something? Or are you just going to make fun of me? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, you start crying, Matt. <laughs> Poor Matt. Just a single tear right now in his cheek. <laughs> just a single tear. Mad yeah. tear. My tears make me strong. Um, so now we get uh, Matt's explains every to everybody about the gun. Um, <clears throat> and then Briscoe explains about fingerprints. And uh, the judge doesn't believe it at first, and then Socrates embarrasses himself. <laughs> and then Briscoe's like, science! Yes. <laughs> Socrates is like, fiction! And then Briscoe's like, science! <laughs> Did you guys notice, though, how they had a Mark Twain impersonator in the jury? Did they? Yes! No. I didn't notice that. They had a guy like that looked exactly like Mark Twain in the jury. Nice. They were pushing the Mark Twain references really bad because this chapter was named Runaway Twain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Puns are good. I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yes, he explains the science of fingerprinting. Um... How does Briscoe know the shell was never taken out or touched? I'd, I'd like to know that. Just because it was in there? I don't know. Yeah, what if what if Matt had loaded it and his fingerprints were on? Yeah, oh no. <laughs> Here, uh, Cassie loaded this gun for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, awful. Um, so, yes. He takes a print from the bullet and one from Matt. They do not match. Um... And then he shows another print, and it, it is one that Cassie gave him, uh, something that Potter had owned that only he had touched. So it was his print. He's the one who put the bullet in. Uh, he shot himself, uh, and it was all part of his revenge plan. And, um, he had an accomplice, which was Charlotte. And you know what Charlotte rhymes with? Excuse oh. me! <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry. Will, drop, I'm just drop the podcast too, Will. Okay. Sorry, bye. <laughs> you guys can ride off in the sunset together. Yeah, we'll leave together. <laughs> um, she, so she got a letter from the attorney there, and that was her payoff, apparently, from Crow. So she just took revenge on Matt just because he didn't like her. That's very, very petty. Yeah. <laughs> she was very quick to admit it, too. Yeah. 
I, th- I think he had a little ways more to go to prove that that's what she did. But she just, you know, grabbed that gun and incriminated herself. <clears throat> um, and she gets punched out. After whining a bunch, she gets punched out by Charlotte. No, by Cassie. These C names. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, you know, I know she was desperate and like, you know, whatever. But he's not going to love you more if you point a gun at him. No. No. <laughs> like. I don't know what she was trying to get at there, but mm. maybe she's a little crazy. Yeah, she was crazy. She must have been. Um, maybe Charlotte is on that list of uh, top fifteen crazy names. <laughs> yeah, mm. I'll have to check. I can't remember. It's number one. Number one. <laughs> um. So yeah, Cassie punches her out. I wonder if Briscoe's ever going to hit a lady mm. in this in this uh, series. Agent Cooper did it in Twin Peaks. <laughs> he punched a girl right out of the right out of the show. Yeah, she never <laughs> classic moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and after that, um, Matt and Briscoe say bye to each other, and it seems Briscoe had fun being a lawyer for a little bit. But he has to get as far away from Socrates as he can now. Oh, but Socrates <laughs> is adorable in this scene because he's like so like smiley and happy. Aw, thought he was adorable. He, he wants Briscoe to travel with him, but Briscoe would rather sleep in a thunderstorm. Ha ha, funny. <laughs> the, the end. end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Any uh, any random notes we didn't cover that you guys had? I always forget to do my high and low point until we're actually Oh, me recording. too. <laughs> me too. Hmm. Uh, but first, let's do our ratings. Um, Matt, would you like to go first with your rating? Yeah, sure. Um, well, no, no bowler, no Pete, no professor. <laughs> what? What? Huh? You can't hear us. Can't hear us, Will? No, he's like static. He's just static now. No. I'm gonna hang up on you again, Will. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Good time for me to collect my thoughts. Yeah. Calling him back. Hopefully we get him. <clears throat> you stupid cat. Stop <laughs> opening the door. Uh-oh. He's not, get- he's he's not coming back. He's never coming back. Will, when we said you're off the show, we weren't serious. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mystery. It's a whodunit. It's a whodunit. <laughs> Killed Will. Did no. do it. Come on, guys. We'll Skype. It's either Skype or Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, while we try to get him back, the rest of us can read it. Um, Matt, do you get your thoughts together? Yeah, more or less. Okay. I was going to say that uh, this episode seemed pretty out of the ordinary for the show. I was not expecting a courtroom drama. Mm-hmm. There was no bowler, no professor, no Dixie Cousins. I liked. I thought the plot was pretty good, and for most part, it made sense. Although it got a little bogged down in the details, mm. I can't really say that there's. Uh, I had very many quotes or anything super fun or exciting about this one. I, so I just give it a six out of ten. Hypothetical mortician conventions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, forgot about that. Uh, Caitlin, what about you? Okay, I'm. I'm gonna give this one. Give me a seven and a half out of ten. I enjoyed it. It was a fun episode. I thought that you know it was just really entertaining, though it didn't really. It was kind of just like one of those filler episodes that doesn't really pertain to the overall plot of the show. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of like comedic moments about it, and I enjoyed like the sheriff like just having to like 
re-jail Matt again and again, and <laughs> I liked Briscoe being all sciencey in the courtroom. That was fun. All right. I think Will's back. Yes, I'm back. Sorry. Great. <laughs> um, do you want to rate it? Sure. Well, I was kind of bored for most of the episode, and there was no bowler, so that loses points for that. You know, I didn't really care about any other guest stars except for the judge. He was cool. Mm-hmm. I'd give it five out of ten sick cows. All right. Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh, I didn't give an actual rating. I just said seven and a half out of ten. Oh, you didn't? I didn't even notice. What? I thought you had. So what do you got? What do I have? Okay. Apparently nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot, do it. <laughs> seven out of ten lady pistols. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what a pistol. Okay. I have a new rule, which I hope to not have to use anymore. But <laughs> any episode that does not contain Bowler gets minus four points right off the bat. What? Four <laughs> points? Wow. Four points. Wow. That's Five. a little much, don't you think? No, that it's is, never. It never. Do, nope. Yep. He's that an integral. <laughs> and then Socrates was here, but he was useless. So I give this one five out of ten feelings of disappointment. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just meh. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but yeah, not <laughs> my favorite. Bruce Campbell was delightful. That's about it. <laughs> also, was Socrates delightful? No, Socrates there... was useless. Okay, here's a question: Were there any characters in this episode that you wouldn't mind seeing again? I liked Catsy. I did not like Matt. What about the sheriff? Yeah, the he, sheriff I was could, creepy. I could see him. <laughs> he creeped me out with his constant smile. Yeah, he was creepy and smug, which was interesting. His shit-eating grin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I could. Uh, I don't need to see Butel again. No. The judge. Bring back the judge. Yes. Yeah, but that would mean we would have another courtroom drama problem. Not necessarily. Yeah. Now, what would you give it? <laughs> my turn. I am going to give it a 6.5 out of 10 weird bedtime habits. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with you guys. It was not that great of an episode. It was kind of boring at, in parts. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, some aspects that were great, though. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Socrates was kind of adorable, like I said. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, hopefully next time it'll be better. Be more yeah. exciting. Yeah, this was just basically filler. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> I like having those episodes once in a while. Filler episodes? Yeah. Yeah, as long as it doesn't overdo it. Not too many, but yeah. 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 All right, is anybody ready with their high and low points? You can just go ahead and give both of them. Still trying to think. Well, my high point is when Briscoe uh, did the fingerprint analysis to prove Matt's innocence. Yeah, I'm too. And my low point is the thing with the bomb... Oh, yes. Bombshell. Okay, I'm gonna go then. My high point is the entrance of Cassie Crow. <laughs> Using her shotgun to shoot the rope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my low point would be Briscoe wrestling our lovely harlot Charlotte. <laughs> hey, you just admonished Will for doing that. <laughs> I know. I wanted to apologize because, you know, he seemed a little hurt, so. That's why he disappeared for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wrestling her on the ground and, yeah, no. Yeah. All right. Um, Matt, what do you got? 
Okay, I'm with Will. Can I can I take Will's? Yeah. Can yeah. we share high points? Uh, the whole courtroom closing argument, mm-hmm. the fingerprints. I thought yeah, it was pretty well done. And my low point would be the uh, the whole conversation about the cattle when they're in the at the ranch or the stockyards. Mm-hmm. I I had a hard time following it. Okay. It's pretty boring. So that's my low point. Uh, I really want to do something different from you guys with the high point. Um, but that's probably the high point. <laughs> so I'm going to have to agree. Uh, oh, no, I can't. Ah, we can't do that every time. We can't all agree. Uh, oh, my God, Matt. My brain. Um, your veins, like your vein is pulsating. Hell, <laughs> you go. Uh, well, I have to go with the fingerprint thing. Although, if you want me to think about it, I'll think no, of No, go ahead. Actually, the this whole Socrates bedtime routine was kind of adorable. But I still <laughs> think the fingerprint thing is the high point. But... I mean, put me down for the other one. I'm going to give you different. the Socrates thing, but you can vote for the fingerprint thing if I you want. I probably will, because it's pretty delightful. Sorry, Will, I used your name. <laughs> I <probably> will. <laughs> I got confused again. <laughs> he, he ducked again. Yeah. <laughs> My low point is Socrates sipping in a cow patty. Because <laughs> who, who wouldn't think that is a low point? Anyways, nobody wants to sip in shit. Mm. Anyways... I was reading up on fingerprinting, though, before the episode, before we started this, and uh, apparently, it's very rare, but apparently some people are born without fingerprints. Their fingers are just smooth and creepy. <laughs> Freaks. <laughs> yes! They're born the perfect criminals. Yes, and what was the Wikipedia article quoting? Go to the Wikipedia article. It said that other reliable identifiers... Uh, like biometric identification identification using a physical attribute that is unique to every human includes iris recognition, the use of dental records in forensic dentistry, the tongue in DNA profiling. I just picture people licking things. <laughs> Lick this for me to prove you can do it. Where would you leave a tongue print? I don't know. Unless you were licking a post and it got frozen there or something. I but... don't know. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting. As you can see, this gun has been licked by the perpetrator. He <laughs> <laughs> used the bullet in the gun. It's hard to clean up his fingerprints. <laughs> yeah, he cleaned up his fingerprints, but he did not clean up his tongue print. <laughs> so weird. Uh, for my high point, I'm going to go with the fight scene uh, in the jail. Um I've mentioned before I like Briscoe's fight scenes, and oh, I haven't yeah. I've actually used one as my high point, so I'll do that now. And uh, my low point was Charlotte's motivation being just jealousy, I guess. Yeah. As she was the woman scorned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Six months seems like too quick of a turnaround to be for, to be that upset <laughs> and to to do this. Well, she obsessed. Mm. All right. Um. Who's got quotes? I do. Not a lot, though. This wasn't too quotable. You guys go ahead. Yeah, judge. Good enough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like the the, the little uh, rivalry between the judge from Yale and Briscoe from Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's a good quote. Just the judge calling him Harvard all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? All right, I've got one. Um, It's only mud. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, here's one I thought was stupid. Come on, Matt. I've been running for two days. Either you're here or you're not. If he's not, you're talking to an empty room. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> I kind of like that one. 
<laughs> I liked it when in the court case, Socrates just yells out, Mark Twain and Buttonhead Wilson! Yeah. And he's laughed out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Now what do you got? I got a Bristol quote. All right, hold it right there. All you backwater, oathead, chicken-licking piles of hayseed. It was chicken-kicking. <laughs> oh, sorry. Chick- I couldn't read my... Chicken-kicking. Yeah, You're I ki- couldn't read my handwriting. Yeah, you don't want to leave your tongue print on the chicken. No, chicken-licking. <laughs> <laughs> Stop licking the chicken! People will find out it was you! Chicken-licking, over and a cake sniffer. All right, so let's get to feedback. I had one, but... Oh, did I, before... did I skip you? Oh, no, I just had a second one. Oh, okay. Before she turned out to be a villain, Charlotte, I guess when I fall, I fall hard, Briscoe. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be so rough, Charlotte. I don't mind rough with the right intention. Yeah. <laughs> she is just... And I have the one that, that Caitlin tried to steal from me. <laughs> Are you lying today or yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> I was lying yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> I like that one. I like the guy that was on and the stand. just like, what? I like the guy that was on the stand. A derringer is more of a girly gun. Nobody ever buys them. Except for him, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought they were going to do like know a that spy gun a girly gun. Route. Was that Caitlin? I thought they were going to go like a spy gun route. Like, easily concealed. No, derringers are even smaller than spy pistols. <laughs> they actually were conceived as like a lady's gun. <laughs> Ladies. Um, that's my my sister plays Derby and that's her her Derby name. Uh, Dar- Darla Derringer. Darla Derringer yeah. is her Derby name. Yeah. <clears throat> hey Socrates, before you get married, never mind. <laughs> St- oh, before you get married, stop being so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> stop wearing your sock garters to bed. It's just not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So feedback. We've got uh, a couple Facebook posts here. I'll read. Uh, John Drano on the Facebook page says for this episode not bad but not particularly spectacular fairly straightforward mystery slash courtroom drama Poole is the only other regular to appear which is unfortunate I will say that I didn't figure out who done it until it was revealed in in the story so that was good the fingerprints were a neat touch but it was kind of hilarious how the two matching prints matched exactly like as in it was just a copy of the same print not a different print from the same finger I was kind of hoping for a twist that would reveal that Briscoe's buddy was in fact guilty of the crime he was accused of I think that would have been interesting you had the same thought Matt didn't you (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I did figure that the nurse was somehow involved since she was the only established character who hadn't yet been a suspect but it was a nice twist that the dead guy killed himself <clears throat> Thanks, John, a.k.a. Sergeant Drano. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Bob says, it doesn't look like he sent us an email, he just left Facebook feedback. Bob says, no bowler, best Balthaz- Balthazar voice. Unacceptable! <laughs> Nevertheless, not a bad episode. It, it was a good murder mystery, and fingerprints were one of the best coming things. One thing that Socrates should have been better at Briscoe at, though, was being a lawyer, but here, even in the context of a murder trial, he gets treated completely as an afterthought. I really liked the judge, a Yaley who was obviously willing to give a Harvard man like Briscoe a hard time, but still <laughs> wanted fairness and justice in his court. And then uh, Robin says, for some reason, I am not able to get in, uh, get feedback in. <laughs> and I would assume that's because there's no bowler. 
Uh, no bowler equals no feedback from us. Oh, probably. All right. So who wants to read the one from Heidi? I put it in the chat. I'll read it. All right. Hey, guys. I finally caught up and can now send feedback again. I love the courtroom and how unruly it is being held in the saloon. Briscoe as a lawyer is a surprise. At least I don't remember if it's been mentioned before. Yeah, he mentioned it in the opening episode. Haha, <laughs> the actor playing Briscoe's buddy played Rod Belding on Saved by the Bell, Mr. Belding's younger, hotter brother. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nice. An angry mob wanting a hanging. Ah, the sweet justice of the West. Uh, Socrates' bedtime ritual says so much about him. I'm just not sure what. <laughs> Yay, a jailbreak. This episode has it all. I don't care too much about the courtroom scenes, but I enjoy most everything outside of that. Fingerprints? That'll never catch on. Briscoe is a lawyer, bounty hunter, and forensics expert. This was a pretty good episode. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Cool, thanks. Glad to have you back with us. Um, so here's one uh, from Harold. Hi, I'm calling in with my feedback from Briscoe for the defense. <coughs> Uh, this turned out to be kind of a, a big disappointment for me in a couple of ways. One is that there was some sort of scratch on my DVD, and it just stopped or at the beginning of uh, the scene where Briscoe is uh, talking about fingerprints and pulling out the uh, shell casing, and it won't go beyond that. Some people on uh, Facebook tried to help me out with some uh, some other alternative sources, but they didn't work out for me. So I haven't seen the ending. And uh, maybe this was just a great, fantastic ending. Uh, perhaps uh, Lord Bowler uh, showed up uh, for the uh, murderer, uh, and uh, maybe Dixie Cousins showed up and filed a claim, set the music. Uh, maybe Pete uh, was there and Professor Wickwire and, and a marching band and uh, trombones and everything. But I didn't see that. I saw the other 38 minutes of this episode, and, and it was it was disappointing because it it just moved slowly and uh i kept on thinking of other movies that did this the same things better uh a movie i haven't seen in a, in a long time the westerner has uh get with gary cooper has a has a judge in the bar same type of judge so much better uh lynch mob scenes uh fury uh it's a fritz long movie from the 1930s when he first came to the united states to hollywood uh, from Nazi Germany. It's with Spencer Tracy. It's a, it's a great film. I recommend if you haven't seen it. Young Mr. Lincoln, uh, where uh, he fights off, uh, puts down a lynch mob. He tries a case in the courtroom, and he in that one he has an almanac that, that saves the day uh, to kill a mockingbird, of course. So, so I, I could go on and on. There are a lot of uh, you know films, movies that have done this type of thing, and they did a lot better than uh, they did here in Briscoe County. And it was kind of inevitable that they would do something like this since for whatever reason they decided that Briscoe was a Harvard-trained lawyer. Uh, so it kind of makes sense. And, and this type of uh, hanging jury type thing is a staple of uh, Westerns. But it just wasn't that interesting. I didn't care about uh, any of the potential uh, suspects. Um, I, kind of, I like the sheriff, uh, but... Uh, you didn't really care too much about any of these people. I, I'm seeing, I haven't seen the end of the, the show. I don't have any real suspect. Uh, maybe a sheriff. Why not? But I, he doesn't seem very likely. 
the widow I, I who cares I, I I don't really care so I have to give this one three Socrates scores out of ten and hope for a better episode in a couple of weeks and hopefully he'll play for me the whole way through well that's harsh wow. harsh but fair <laughs> maybe that's what Robin should have done stopped the episode like with five minutes left and invented the ending where Bowler showed up yeah <laughs> he should have Bowler showed up and there was a big dance party I like it. <laughs> It is actually another email from uh, Harold here. Uh, looks like he probably got to see the end after all, so here's a little bit more. Hey, this is just a little update. Uh, thanks to members of the Facebook group. I was able to catch the ending of the episode. In fact, I joked there that uh, I, w- I was voting for a suicide uh, because the uh, he had seen the script and saw that Bowler wasn't in it, uh, but it, it turned out uh, that was kind of what happened. Uh, so anyway, uh, that the, the ending uh, bumped it up a notch for me, uh, so I'll give it uh, now four sacrifices <laughs> out of uh, ten, and see you guys next time. Thanks to everybody for helping me out with the episode. Hopefully my uh, disc three will, will work for the next episode. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Harold. Got that extra point there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, next one is from Victor. Who wants to read that one? I can read it. All right. Okay. All right. It's another episode with a dearth of boiler. Boiler. <laughs> Sorry, Bow Boiler. Excuse me. <laughs> no. <laughs> He was boiled in a boiler. No. Sorry. Dearth of boiler. Bo- <laughs> <laughs> Who took the drugs here? <laughs> well, I did switch to cranberry juice mixed with ginger ale like halfway through, so you know. <laughs> There's a bowler! Okay. <laughs> when I find what scur- scurvy bilge rat be responsible for ignoring his large ship, I'll put me cut last through him. <laughs> I like this pirate speak so much that maybe I will start all of my feedback with it, even the ones I send to down below. <laughs> uh, Briscoe for the defense reminds us that he went to law school. He reconnects with a pal from Harvard, one Dr. Carter, who shares his enthusiasm for the coming thing. However, their reunion is rudely interrupted by a fusillade of bullets. But of course, they are in no real danger. As we know by now, most of the henchmen on the show receive the same marksmanship training as Imperial stormtroopers, and they couldn't hit anything if their lives depended on it. The town sheriff is a good example of why we don't let cops serve on juries. <laughs> Underneath his handlebar mustache, he flashes a smile of at least 40 or 50 teeth and then proceeds to rough up Briscoe. He's not completely corrupt, though. He just believes in frontier justice. As a lynch mob descends on the jail, he things go from bad to worse. Like a bad, bad penny, Socrates turns up. For a brief moment, I thought he might actually be of some value in a legal setting. But no, with Briscoe trying to face down a mob, Socrates undermines him and once again proves to be worse than useless. This episode isn't all courtroom drama. When a stick of dynamite lands near Briscoe's jail cell, slowest fuse ever, it is Comet to the rescue. I wonder if Comet might also be better at practicing law than Socrates. (laughs) Oh my god. Finally, the trial takes place. I like the judge. I expected this to be a kangaroo court, but he actually knew what he was doing. It is revealed that Potter Crow's widow, Cassie, was having an affair with Dr. Carter, but Briscoe invents forensic science and determines that Charlotte was the killer. She grabs a gun and is about to cause mayhem, but it turns out that while Cassie is a very attractive young woman, she can also throw a mean right cross with which she flattens Charlotte. 
thus bringing the proceedings to a close. This story was well done well, and there's nothing terribly wrong with it, except for the lack of Bowler. It's true that he wouldn't have much to do in court, but that's why Briscoe should be out on the trail doing cowboy stuff and not practicing law. As far as the rating goes, did I mention that there's no Bowler in this episode? <laughs> that is a mandatory one-point deduction, so it gets 7.5 Bowler-deficient stories out of 10. <laughs> Regards, Victor. Thank you, Victor. Look, but even with a one-point reduction, he gave it seven and a half. <laughs> mm. Nope. Four points. Minus four points every time. <laughs> that, that's my rule, yeah. All right, so next we have everybody's favorite, Seamus. <laughs> I wonder if he'll be this enthusiastic. Yeah, I was going to say. About this one. I was going to say, on a scale of one to ten, how excited is Seamus, guys? Let's let's predict. I'll say a six. I'll predict a seven. No, I'll predict an eight, because usually he's way more excited about the episode than me. This episode did not feel like a big hug. No, no. It might be like a pat on the back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna a firm I'm, handshake. Yeah, I'm gonna predict he's a li- he's still positive, but a little bit down on this one. Maybe he's still passionate. So about I'm gonna it, say so maybe it'll be like a face stroke or I'm, something. I'm gonna like say six. A gentle six. caress. <laughs> Please, Seamus, give this episode a gentle caress. For <laughs> <us>. <laughs> All right, let's see. Hello, intro to Briscoe. This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts of Briscoe for the defense. Ah, Briscoe County Jr., you never cease to make me smile. Even in an episode without Bowler, which, to be fair, would have been great if at the end, like at the last part where Briscoe, what if he, like, didn't have the right answer and then Bowler just came in and just slapped someone down the table and just went, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever. But I really did like this episode. One, the judges played by Tony J, who's done every single cartoon voice ever. These are the adventures of the Skeleton Warriors, or whatever the hell the opening of that thing was. Um, yeah, he's, he's a pretty well-known guy. He's been in some stuff that I like, so it was nice to see him. I'm like, yeah, Tony J, that's what's up. You bit player, you. Yeah. Um, and we we basically have CSI Briscoe County Jr. with all this, like, oh, look at this. I mean, some of the stuff was kind of obvious, like, oh, he's looking at all the microbes and stuff. I wonder if this is going to come in later. Like... But it sort of fit that sort of weird CSI procedural kind of thing. This show really was everything. It really was. And Socrates was just adorable in this episode. Just the scene with him and, um, I keep wanting to say Bruce Campbell, Briscoe, in um, the hotel or whatever, where, like, Socrates just doing all this weird stuff, and Briscoe's just looking at him like, you're just... Like, they don't even have to, like, really call it out too much. It's it's more subtle than anything. It's just, they're two very different characters, and I like that. And Comet gets to be cool and save them from the, the jail. And I don't know what was up with, I don't remember his name, the guy who was on trial. I don't know what was with his, like, kind of, like, John Johnson later seasons of Miami Vice hair going on there. <laughs> no, don't be doing that. It's not okay. You cannot pull off that hair, my good sir. <laughs> but other than that... What else about this episode? I like the stuff at the end. Like it just this is a, this is a fun show. Just as I've said in many weeks, just it's just you know it's like sitting down with some good friends and it's just like like just having a good time. You're down on the ranch. I've never been on a ranch, but if I was, I would sure it would feel like this and it would smell like poop. But in any case, fellow 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 intro to briscoe listeners i'm excited i'm excited to hear what everybody else thinks i'm excited to hear what the casters think i'm excited to hear what all the feedback is just excited for everything and i'm really excited for next episode so it's gonna be really really exciting so until then faithful intro to briscoe listeners ha yeah stay groovy people (laughs) yeah i need a I need a shot of Seamus. <laughs> <up> right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are 
Like somebody take him to a ranch and videotape his reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, we need to bring it. We need to like have like a fundraiser to get him to a ranch. <laughs> we need to bottle his blood and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine how much more excited he would be though? Like, you can't get Seamus down unless you have a bad haircut. That's about the only thing we've learned so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the feathered hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were you gonna say? He, like, took that, like, my, like, potential, like, 8 out of 10 and ramped it up to, like, an 11. <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? I don't know, but we love it. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next, long time no see, Claire Lafar. Oh! <laughs> hey. How dare she, Claire? All right. <laughs> Good morning, Brisketeers. This is Claire. Good morning or afternoon, I don't know. Um, I'm sending you feedback for two episodes, so I'm sorry if this runs a bit long, but I can't access episodes, unfortunately, so I have to watch two at a time. Um, so, anyway, Senior Spirit, which was last two weeks ago. Um, seven out of ten, because, uh, well... Just, I like the orb stuff. I know some people don't, but I really enjoy it. Um, I like the sci-fi stuff. I just hope we get some answers about it. Um, looking at my notes, my first note is, who the hell is Jason? I was like, who is this kid? Um, did I miss an episode? I know that guy mainly as Dash X from Erie, Indiana. Um, yeah, and like various other things, Disney stuff. Um, Socrates annoyed me a bit in this episode because he was really dumb because he fell for a few tricks like the one with like supposedly Jason with the hood over his head and I was like that's clearly a grown man and not a 15 year old boy um however that was the introduction of Loco Bob who was absolutely delightful <laughs> and I was really happy and I was hoping he would um you know be like the new Pete but no, he got turned into space pebbles at the end, and <laughs> that made me sad because uh, he was he was amazing. Um, uh, Daddy Briscoe came back as a ghost, and I was kind of hoping that we were going to get a situation in future episodes where it was like Indiana Jones and like in, uh, Henry Jones Senior in the Last Crusade, and they were just going to be snarky back and forth. Um, but it was really sweet when he kind of went at the end, you know, and they said their goodbye. I'm not going to lie. I teared up a bit. I did indeed tear up a bit, intro to Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other notes is that Socrates' horse's mane is the exact same colour as his hair. So Socrates is a ginger and has a ginger horse, and that amused me. Um, Bly looks like someone who is wearing a uh, a mask made out of a human face uh, because his face is really creepy and it's still creepy and it just looks like he's peeled someone's face off and put it over his own um bowler and the snake was awesome i'm intrigued that briscoe has abilities and i hope we find out some more about those so yeah seven out of ten so briscoe for the defense Tony J, I love Tony J. Um, obviously from Twin Peaks, but if I see him as a judge, every time he spoke, I was just imagining him as Frollo out of Hunchback of Notre Dame and thought he was going to start, you know, singing about lusting after gypsies and stuff. Um, pretty much as soon as she was introduced, I suspected the secretary. I don't know why, but I just was like, there seemed to be no reason for her to be in the story whatsoever, and I figured that she was in love with the doctor. Um, I didn't guess that it was going to be suicide, though. I really thought that she was going to have killed him, particularly when they kept saying that the Derringer was a girly gun and they put emphasis on that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was her. 
uh, the stampede was pretty cool, and uh, it felt like they put a bit of money into this episode, like with the stampede and the explosion. That was all cool. Um, what exactly was Socrates wearing to bed? It looked like medical scrubs. That was weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, who else? Oh, I love the, the sheriff. Just every line he said was hilarious. Um, just the way he delivered it was awesome. I wish that the character of Matthew had been a bit more charismatic. He was a bit flat. It, it didn't really feel like he was that worried that he might hang. He was just kind of like, oh, Briscoe, yeah, help me, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, if they had a better actor in that role, I think it would have been a bit better. Um, there was no bowler. This makes me sad. Mm. Uh, every episode needs bowler or Pete or preferably both. Um, yeah. <laughs> and bring back Loco Bob because he was amazing. He's one of my new favourite Bobs. <laughs> um, and what else? Oh, and Briscoe invents fingerprint identification. That was cool. But apart from that, this episode, it felt a bit flat. It was kind of like, oh, you know, fair enough. It was okay. So I'd give it a 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. Bruce Campbell holding a lightsaber makes me wish he was cast in the new Star Wars <laughs> sequels. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see what uh, is going to be in the next episodes. I hope we get some more orb stuff. I'm going to watch the next two tonight. And I will uh, speak to you in two weeks' time. All right, bye. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for your diligence. I know your DVD player is broken. <laughs> yes, much appreciated. Um, I wonder if she's going to skip next time and then send one afterwards. Maybe. Or she's just going to record two separate ones, probably. You should call it the Claire Double Bill. Yep. Make it <laughs> yeah. like its own segment. Se- separate segment. Yeah. All right. So now we've got one from M. Marie. Um... Feedback. We get a lot of feedback. I I know, it's great. I love it. You're popular. Yeah. Keep doing it, guys. It's just amazing because people had to just leap on the show because it's not on Netflix. They had to take the plunge based on our word. (laughs) Um, All right. Um, Matt, do you mind reading one? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. All right. Okay, who's this from? This is from M. Marie. PhD, it says at the bottom. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. (laughs) See? I love it. Hi, all. It has been a while since I wrote in, but Matt's stern speech from last podcast got me. <laughs> I am back, although I did have a good excuse. In the time I was away, I earned my doctorate. Oh, nice. So now, with the utmost authority, I can give you my professional opinion on this week's episode. So we start this episode with the exact same shot as the previous one, though the trees sweeping down to Briscoe doing his traveling. Oh, through the trees sweeping down. Hmm. I know this because I accidentally pressed the wrong episode to start. The big difference here, no kid, but we are soon introduced to Briscoe's old college friend who looks straight off an episode of Little House on the Prairie, in my opinion. He does. (laughs) He does look like a 70s actor trying to be an old West person. And that's where I left off my rewatch, but I did see this episode all the way through a few months ago. All in all, I liked it. Although not super memorable, I did like the idea of a mystery plot, the trial, and all the characters who were involved. But the overall execution was so-so. I did feel the end was a bit anticlimactic. Only fingerprints? How about some DNA testing? (laughs) Briscoe could have been another Rosalind Franklin. I don't know who that is. (laughs) Why couldn't that be the coming thing? See, my expectations have been totally ruined by those CSI shows. So maybe I should give this episode a bit of a break. I will let your stimulating conversation be a guide there. Okay, off to enjoy some spring weather and sneeze my butt off. Looking forward to hearing your reactions. Cheers, Emma Marie PhD. Oh, nice. Yay for allergies. 
<laughs> Congratulations on your PhD. Mm. Yes, congrats. Congratulations on earning, earning a title that rhymes with your name. I think Anne Marie needs to change uh, her last name to PhD. PhD. Like yeah. legally change it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our last feedback is from Moira. Hi, Briscats. Moira here. I liked Briscoe for de- the defense. It was kind of fun seeing him being a lawyer for a change. Um, I knew the woman was evil when we saw the money peeking out of her envelope. Highly suspicious. I love Comet, the horse that can come when you need him and break you out of jail. But I was thinking, don't they usually leave the horses tied up to a hitching post? So how does Comet break free? Does he know how to open up doors and and, and cages too? Kind of like a really smart cat or a dog. (laughs) Comet is the Wonder Horse. Truly the Wonder Horse. (laughs) I think Briscoe has a little bit of Mulder's genie in him to let him draw the, the dots and cross the I's and or sorry, dot the I's and cross the T's to figure out that Potter killed himself. But that's okay. I'm going to suspend my disbelief and just decide that Briscoe is brilliant because that's what I choose to believe. <laughs> Matthew was incredibly naive. Um, not to think that maybe Cassie could have set him up. I mean, it's all very nice that they're one big happy couple in the end, but. Ah, men in love are dumb sometimes. Because I was starting to wonder about her. And actually, I didn't mind the futuristic use of fingerprints in this episode. Made me feel like it was the forerunner to CSI. (laughs) But, you know, no real huge giggles. No real, um, you know, not really a lot of suspense. Because you know Matthew's not going to die. But still, you know, it was pleasant. It was a pleasant episode. So, I think overall, I'd give it, um... Hmm. Um, 7 out of 10 prototype microscopes. Alright, till next time. Bye. Moira, Thank you. Moira is, is Briscoe blind. Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag Briscoe blind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, everyone, for chiming in with your thoughts. Um, if there's any more people out there listening and not chiming in, you know what you have to do. You have to admonish more severely this time. I, yeah, I have to... You're going to take one of those three guns that were sent to me, yeah, and you're going to hunt some people down. I will mail your significant other a Derringer pistol. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so in two weeks' time, we'll be watching Showdown. What is Showdown about? Oh, this should be good. It better be good. <laughs> Who showed the name there? of the game show. <laughs> There's a game show called Showdown? No, it just sounds like it could be. Oh. Kind of, or showdown this goes, hoedown? This goes a contest, contest. <laughs> yes. As a dance-off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so many coming things. It's probably about Bly. Yeah. Just going Bly. Should have Bly showdown. already? Bryce and Bly are going to have a dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd watch it. <laughs> Swing your partner, Joe, and Pro. Maybe we get to see Pete versus Briscoe part two. Mm. Ooh. All right. Yes, bring back Pete. Yeah. Petition. Uh, hashtag bring back Pete. <laughs> Pete, the Pete fan club is hurting. <laughs> um, all right. So, Matt, thanks for being our guest. Yes. Thank you. This was fun. Um, do you have any podcasts? Not yet. Or will you? Oh, I'd like to start that Deadwood podcast. Yeah, I'd like to. Hear. I've also been threatening a Millennium podcast. But the uh, the intro decks people have kind of uh, 
stole my thunder a little bit. Only five minutes of it, though. You could, That's true. They, they're not really doing a doing it in depth, and it deserves an in depth <laughs> discussion because it's an amazing series. I'd like to yeah. start watching it actually. And in episode ten, John Piper Ferguson. Oh, uh, so I have that to look forward to. Nice. nice. Millennium is much better than X Files was. Thank you. When Will. It started. Down below podcast.com a intro an intro cast about Babylon 5. Um is that it? Is that it? I think so. Any more uh, things anybody else has to say get off the chest? My address is 35 No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you all later. Even uh, a bullet lit. might do. No, like, don't send Mel anything to send kill me, me with. A hunt, hunting knife. <laughs> bye, everyone. Um, bye, bye. 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 <laughs> would you, what would you call those things? Those uh, those Gar- wires. A garrote. Yeah. Why am those? I helping you kill me? Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks' time for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbrisco at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash introbrisco. Also, we're on them newfangled Twitters at introbrisco, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbrisco.blogspot.ca.
guns and money Guns and money. 